What's up, guys? My name's Emily, and welcome to the I'm Happy With Me podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about how you, yeah you, are going to start being the best version of yourself. This is a safe place where we're going to get down to what's really stopping you from self-love. I know that sounds hard for some of you guys, but just stick around and we'll get there. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about learning your worth. I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys are loving yourself fully and unconditionally, and if you're not, Let's just hope that this podcast can help you guys out a little bit. So like I said, in this episode, we're going to talk about where worth comes from, and I think that we all have different answers for that, because some people might say their worth comes from God, some people might say their worth comes from being a child of God, I hear that one especially from people who identify with Christian religion, that's a super common one. Um, Some people might say it's just from existing, just from being. There's so many different answers, the list goes on and on. But I think that when we are consciously asked that, like when someone is just kind of bringing it to our awareness, those are just the kind of things we say. But actually, I think a lot of us are truly unaware of what's going on in the subconscious. See, I know I'm sounding a bit spiritual and really on the weird side of things, but I own my spiritual vibe and you guys are just going to have to get used to it. Back to what I was saying earlier, when it comes to subconscious, like when someone doesn't bring it to our awareness... Like, hey, where does your worth come from? Or where do you think worth comes from? That's just subconsciously, and we really don't dig that deep. It shows in the way that we interact with people. It shows in the way that we um, talk to ourselves, the way that we treat ourselves, and further on and so forth. That really tells us how we think our worth comes from. And not what we say, but what we do. This episode is really about, like, where does our worth come from subconsciously? Like, what are we thinking way down there, basically, based in just buried thoughts, maybe buried emotions, that we might not have access to consciously? Like I said, I think it comes out a lot in the way that we treat people, the way that we talk to people, the way that we treat and act towards ourselves. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the different places that we draw our worth from subconsciously, like I was talking about earlier and how it may not be so healthy. The majority of things I'm going to be talking about are going to be the negative places from where we draw our worth, because I think that's a lot more common than anything. I definitely do think we have positive places, but I feel like we just latch on to the obvious answers without really digging deep. And trust me, girl, when I mention some of these negative areas we draw our worth from, you might just look at it and go, oh, okay, I think that's me. I think I might be doing that and not even realizing it. And that's totally okay because I was in the same position at some point. Um, This life is a journey, not a race. So, you know, it's okay for us all to be in different places, you know, identifying where our worth comes from. The most important thing is being effective and being open with what we want to grow in that realm of love and self-worth. All right, so let's get into it. So there are some people who think that worth comes from where they perform, how they perform. That could be academically, it can be an actual performance if you're a dancer or um, an artist, just things like that. Some people think that their worth comes from even how they look, maybe just what they can do for other people, and it really shows, depending on how that person acts. I think, like I said, most people will tell you that they don't draw their worth from these things, but remember what I was saying about how you can really tell where worth comes from when you look at a person. And it's really based, like I said, how you treat yourself, how you treat others, and how you act. If you're having trouble understanding what I'm saying, think about it like this. If your worth comes from how you perform academically or in the arts themselves, 
Like, let me give you an example. If you're in college and let's say you happen to get A's, A minuses, and let's say you failed one time on a test or even a class, would your worth change because of that? Would you view yourself like differently? Would you change the way you view yourself because of that? Would the way that you talk to yourself change because of that? And would the way you treat other people who maybe did better than you change? You see what I mean? It's almost as if everything is good as long as you get those grades. As long as you're performing well academically, and then the minute you don't, everything changes. Like the way you view yourself, the way you think about yourself. You see what I mean? On the flip side, if you perform, if you're in the arts, if you play piano, for example, that's a huge one. Has anyone played piano as a kid? Because I did for a very short time, and I was not a fan. I did not like the piano, and I didn't, but I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I also did dance too. So whenever we did recitals, and I maybe didn't practice as much as I should have, <laughs> I would mess up. I felt, I felt a shift in the way that I viewed myself. Just as a kid alone, messing up footwork would change my worth. And I would also perform singing-wise, so when I would mess up on a song, I would think, really? You couldn't hit that note? Really? You couldn't remember that song? Some of you might relate. It would really just shift the way I feel about myself based on how I performed. So anybody who plays an instrument or sings or anything in the arts, dancing, ballet, hip-hop, all of that, you might know what I'm talking about. Like when you make that mistake or miss that step, miss that note, miss that key, does your worth change because of that? And for the people that recently or for a while have been in the workplace having deadlines to meet, having projects to do, um, having, you know, presentations to give, points to make, to argue for or against something you feel might benefit for your company, whatever the case is really, those are all really acts of performance. In front of your boss, in front of your classmates, your age doesn't matter. We all experience these forms of losing our self-worth based on how we perform. And our sense of worth is kind of warped because of that. Does that happen to you? Do you feel like your sense of worth almost gets warped some type of way when you don't perform how you were expected to? In any of these circumstances I listed, whether it's your job or in college, um, if you're just a high school student even, is that what runs through your mind when you fail to perform? But here's the thing. We all fail to perform at some point. It's inevitable. Nobody's perfect. And we all know this, but for some reason when we fail, it's like the end. It's the end. I done messed up. I can't recover. It's over. And we start putting ourselves down. That's essentially what happens when your worth is dependent upon something outside of yourself. And performance is something that is outside of yourself, and it requires you to be something in order to be great, in order to be worthy. It doesn't allow you to become who you are and just be. You have to do. Another way that we define our worth is based on how we look or what we have. Um, I brought this up earlier, but most of us know that what's on the outside isn't what matters, and it's what's on the inside, right? We all have heard that since we were in kindergarten, I think. I don't know. We might not be consciously aware that our views and our worth are based on how we look, but our actions might demonstrate it. An example I can give from my past to kind of put things in perspective is I grew up being pretty skinny in elementary and middle school, and then I filled out, I done glue up. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but there's lots of love for skinny girls too. But you know, I did fill out just a little bit, and I got a little bit 
fuller. I wouldn't say I was curvy, I would not call myself a curvy girl, but I was starting to get this new figure around the end of my freshman year of high school. I started to gain a little bit of weight, not an unhealthy amount, but my body was just changing, my body was becoming mature, and it honestly made me feel very self-conscious for some reason. I would always eat what I want, and I would stay the same weight, but that is not how it works when hormones kick in. And when you get older in general, that's definitely not how it works. So my sophomore year of high school, I put on like maybe 10 pounds. I wasn't even heavy. I, I was a good weight, but my whole identity was wrapped around being skinny and being able to eat whatever I wanted throughout middle school. Being able to be called skinny and people ask me how I did it made me feel good about myself, I guess. So when I look back, yeah, I'm definitely not like that anymore. But back then, that's really what I thought. And being able to be called skinny and people just asking me how I did it made me feel good about myself, I guess. So when I look back on that, I'm like, yeah, not anymore. But back then, that's honestly what I thought. And when I gained weight, I would just feel so bad for no reason. And I honestly realized that's where I thought my sense of worth came from. And my thoughts would be so panicked, like, I'm only worthy, I'm only okay if I'm thin. And anytime my weight would fluctuate, then after that, it would warp my worth. It's almost like my worth was fluctuating as my weight was fluctuating. And that's an example of what I mean. You see how it gets a little more clear that we might not be aware of how we're basing our look or what we have. Maybe your story isn't that you put your identity in your skinny frame. Maybe you had a thicker frame and you lost all that weight. Maybe you were known for having clear skin and then... As you got older, you had some flare-ups, and you just don't have as clear skin anymore. So you kind of feel like your worth is gone. Or maybe you drive a sense of worth from the way other people view you. Like on the exterior, on the outside. Like maybe people really prize you for your hair. Or maybe something as simple as your lip shape, honestly. Or maybe you drive your self-worth from the way people view you. On the exterior, on the outside. Like maybe people really prize you for your hair, or... Something as simple as your lip shape, or the fact that your skin doesn't age, something like that. Maybe if those things were taken away from you, or you no longer looked the way that you did, would your self of worth diminish? You know what I'm kind of getting on to, and it just keeps going on and on, but would that self worth diminish? And what I've heard from a lot of people valuing their self worth from a partner. So maybe you had a partner, and when you are in a relationship, you feel more worthy. A way you can find out if that's maybe you is if you've gone through a breakup, does that also diminish your self-worth? This can be shown also in your success. And hear me out, there is nothing wrong with being proud of yourself. For graduating, for getting a raise, starting a business, the list goes on. There is nothing wrong with feeling proud of yourself. But what I want to ask you is, what if I take that away? What if everything you can do, everything you can produce, I take that away? Will you still feel worthy? Will you still feel like you have value? Because I will tell you something. If you draw your value from what you can do or what you can produce, you are going to be very unhappy. Your entire sense of being is going to be dependent on the outside, and that is not good because what's on the outside can change and it's never promised to you. Your worth should always remain consistent. It should remain packed and preserved despite what people say about you. And I know you might say, why? How? 
it's not that easy. Trust me, I get you. It's really not that easy. It's something that you got to work towards. It's something that you got to be consistent on. It's a consistent effort because self-worth is something found on the inside. Just like I mentioned earlier, so anything outside of people, society, bad relationships, less than favorable friends, harsh criticism, anything like that can't affect it because all those things lie on the outside of the self. Having self-worth means getting connected to the self, the inner self. I promise getting connected to that spiritual self is a fast track to getting yourself to an understanding and accepting just being immersed in your (laughs) self-worth. Okay, guys, now here's the hard pill to swallow. Your worth comes from the simple fact that you are a being, that you exist. And I spoke on this earlier in the podcast that some people believe that their self-worth comes from just existing, and that's what I would honestly say. I never want to say that my way is the only way because there's many ways to come to a conclusion, but this is what I've learned so far on my journey, um, that even if your physical body fades, you still exist. There's some part of you that's greater greater than me full of love that brought forth your existence like you're a whole person you're a whole being with thoughts emotions dreams ambitions you're a being that fact alone that fact that you exist the only reason you need to understand your worth is that you exist the only thing so get connected to that get connected to the fact within that you as a spirit and the way that you are is way more than your physical body. And you're more than what your physical body can produce and your physical body can look like or be decorated with, what it can do for others because what's underneath that physical body is really a spirit. It's a being that's worthy of virtue and existing, not by virtue of anything outside of it. Your worth cannot be earned, it can't be scaled up and down, it can't be evaluated. You're worthy the second you came into this world. How I look at it is that if nobody in this world brought forth your existence, how can they determine your worth? Yes, your mom and dad are mediums that brought you in, but nobody on this earth fully created you. That means that you aren't connected to yourself and who you are and absolutely precious and incredible you are. You allow everything outside of you to determine that. And I know it's tough, girl. I know it's tough. I've been there too. I really, you know, I know it's hard to hear. This is all just a little bit of tough love. I promise you that your worth is always intact and it's unchanging. If you can't get connected to that, you will be of the belief that your worth is variable and it depends on how others and other things view you. And that's totally not valid. One thing I like to think about when I think of this whole topic of self-worth and self-love is kind of when India Irene said, I am not my hair, I am not the skin, I am the soul that lives within. That's kind of a synopsis, honestly, that sums up everything in this whole episode that I'm trying to say. That you are so much more than what you can provide or what you appear to be or what you can do. It really is what's within. So just like Indiana Irene said, you are the soul that lies within. And if you're the soul that lives within, then everything outside of you is simply just a part, and it's not who you are. So in short, you got the key, girl. You have the answers. You have the solution to getting connected to have your self-worth. So I bet your next question is, well, that's cool and everything, but how do I fix this? Like, I know I have the keys, but 
what do I do with them? <laughs> so the answer I have is not that simple, and it's not going to look the same for everyone. Some people might need therapy to unearth and bring to the surface deep-seated thinking patterns that they might have towards themselves, and some might not need to go to therapy at all. But I will say this. What you don't want to do is fake it till you make it. We hear fake it till you make it or fake it till you believe it, but here's the thing. That doesn't fix the deeper problem because you're not being able to connect with your worth. It will instead act as a band-aid for a wound and we all know how band-aids work. They eventually fall off. So the first thing that I would recommend is for you to get a journal. I know it sounds cheesy, but honestly, it really helps. And if it's of any comfort to any of you guys, that's what I did when I reached this point, that I was drawing my self-worth from a lot of categories that I talked about. So get a journal and write things down you appreciate and love about yourself. About your true self, not what you look like, not like what you can do, because I know some of you guys are going to be like, well, I think I'm really good at helping people, or I'm a really hard worker, but again, those things aren't us. That's what we do. So let's avoid active verbs, let's avoid all verbs at all, nothing that we can do. Get a journal and write down what you love about who you are. These could be adjectives, please do not use verbs. I know this is going to be hard for some people, take comfort knowing that this was also really hard for me at first, so if you struggle with it, that's okay, it will get so much easier with time. Like I said, it takes work, it's uncomfortable, self-mastery is hard, but it is so worth it. And it's honestly the answer, no, I should say one of the answers, but to understanding your self-worth. I think some example of these adjectives could be like, I am loving, I am kind, I am funny, I am a joy, I am joyful. You see what I mean? How these things are describing your state of being, not what you can do. And the more you do this, like let's say 10 minutes a day, you try to come up with these things that you love about yourself you would begin to notice such a difference in yourself and you would see such a different light. Now you're focusing on how you think, not others. And that's it for my first episode of this little series. I'm just trying this out because I feel like I have a lot of experience that can maybe help someone who's struggling. If this podcast resonated with you, please, please, please share it to others and follow to stay up to date with when I post again. Also, follow my Instagram, it's in the description, so you can message me about anything, keep tabs on topics I might post, and you can also just say, hey, can you talk about this in the podcast, and I'll make it. Thank you so much if you listened all the way through, it means so much to me, and I hope I motivated you to start your journey to personal growth. I love you guys, you matter, and I will see you in the next episode.